Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a lot going on this hour. We'll have Cassie Garcia on. She's running for District 28 Republican, great state of Texas, uh, for the U.S. representative seat now held by, by Henry Cuellar. Very, very good conversation. Does she accept being called a far right-wing Latina or being called or compared to a taco? Uh, we'll talk about all that, and uh, it's a great conversation. Make sure you stick around for that at the bottom of the hour. I also want to get into Gavin Newsom and what a, what a, what a, what a Carrie, I'm telling you, got to do the cursing show. Oh, that'd be fun. I'm down for that. Totally Gavin Newsom, that. what a blankety blank, blankety blank, blank. Hmm. Those of you listening in California know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, it is the Joe Pag Show coming your way on a Wednesday. Let's go. That is the chocolatiest of voices. Polo Quayer. No, Carrie oh, Lockie, come on. Wow. What the heck did I do there? Polo in the house, making it happen. Sam's here as well. Can't hear her, but she's here. Break it down. Yep. What? Please. The wacky arm. No? I'm breaking it down. Shaky leg. You can't see it, but I'm shaking my leg even as we speak. The white man bite the lip. Right? Party pooper. When people have parties, are they like, oh, Carrie's here? (laughs) Is that what they do? But no, I've talked with some of your friends back from Nebraska. No, you haven't. And with, no, I have. What, I have. what are their names? Bob, Jill, and Alice. Hello. <laughs> I don't know a Bob, Jill, or Alice. Yes, you, yes, you do. I don't. They no. they told me the only reason they invited you to the parties was because you'd bring the box. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say because I was the Husky, Husky, Husker champion. No, no, no. no. The, well, no. you were the Husky, Husky, Husker champion before you before you blew an Achilles back in 1994. <laughs> it is uh, yeah, the Joe Pack Show. Glad to have you here. There's a lot going on. Um, we talked last hour a bit about Uvalde and that video that's now been released. We talked a bit about the inaction by the police officers there, all who had had all sorts of protective gear on. They had all sorts of weaponry, all sorts of uh, helmets and everything else, and they just didn't go in. And one thing that dawned on me was, what if this guy had killed a police officer? I wonder how they would have reacted then. Because I don't think it's overly dramatized when you watch it on television or whatever else. If somebody kills a police officer, they're like, this person's so brazen, he went as far as to kill a police officer, we've got to stop this threat. And I don't want that to happen, obviously. But here's a guy who killed 19 little kids and two adults. And they waited. I'm still confused. I'm not going to take any more calls on that. Um, and, and I do appreciate uh, you taking the time to call in last hour. If you haven't seen the video yet and you want to, go see it. As far as I know, there is no video released of people being killed. Um, but we certainly see the killer walking down the hall. We see a little child seeing the person who's got you know all this fire firepower. Mm-hmm. And then we see the police officers there, the initial three, do try to get them, and they exchange gunfire. And then when, when all these reinforcements show up, nobody goes in for an hour. 
or is it an hour or 40 minutes? Something like that, right? Yeah, I've, I've heard differing, but I've, I've heard an hour. I've heard over an hour yeah. before they went into that actual classroom. And they And the lie that we got was that they couldn't find the key. They were looking for the master key, and the janitor had the master key, and we know that they were trying different doors with the master key to find out which one on this key ring was the master key when all they had to do was try the door. The classroom door wasn't locked. They could have walked right in and shot this guy. So again, not taking calls on that. But I did want to relate it to this. Guns are also under the microscope right now. As much as people have attacked police, and again, in general, I will support the police. When I see evidence that I shouldn't, I won't. But guns are under attack. The Second Amendment is under attack. I gave you guys some of the Second Amendment quotes from um, Thomas Jefferson and others the other day. These are all available. The Federalist Papers online. You can go and see what their quotes were on guns. Look up Founding Fathers on Guns, and you'll find all of that. They think that the population and citizens should be armed. And they say... You know, dangerous freedom is better than safe slavery. So guns are an integral part of why we're a free people, or free to an extent, more free generally than most people on the planet. It's because the government knows that we've got three or 400 million guns in the hands of mostly good people. Okay? Well, people like Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who are protected by guns all day long, 24-7, Justin Trudeau, all of these people, these horrible people, are looking to take away your freedom, your liberty, and your ability to defend yourself by saying things like, well, guns are for shooting deer, it's for hunting, for target practice. And then you've got the idiot Gavin Newsom. Carrie, you're a chick. Gavin Newsom, good-looking guy, right? Uh, Yeah, he's all right. I mean, forget his politics. Good looking dude. Yeah, I guess. Justin Trudeau, not bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you had to say he's ugly or good looking, which one would you go with? I would say he's okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think they're pretty good looking guys. Idiots. <laughs> tyrants. Bad guys, but good looking guys. And I think that's why they were elected. Gavin Newsom is the emptiest of all suits. Until you check the suit of Justin Trudeau, who has openly said to the people of the world, I wish we were more like China. Because when there's an economic issue, you could just, in a, in, a, in, a, in a communist state or a dictatorship, you can just change things to fix the economy. He said something to that effect. I paraphrase it, but it's in context. And Gavin Newsom shutting down restaurants as he and his family were eating in restaurants. These are empty suit tyrants, wannabe monarchs, wannabe kings. Now, I'm going to play a piece of audio and video. If you're watching, it's uh, JoePags.com. Just click on Watch Now. While you're at the website, by the way, scroll down to the bottom, click on Contact. You'll send me an email. Click on any of the social media that you follow. You'll follow me on the social media site and uh, make that happen. And again, I've got one more TikTok to make. And it's going to be, this app sucks, can kiss my ass. And that's about, about going to be it. Everybody should be, should be 8 million views on that video. You know what I'm saying, Kerr? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I might twerk. Oh, man. That's going to be really, really bad. I'm pretty good at that. <sighs> I don't think you should what? be saying things like that. I can really shake it. Actually. 
Please stop. What is your problem? Please stop. I don't want to hear anything. Why are you what? You think your daughter wants to hear that? No. No, no, no. No. No, no. She's she's not even listening to that. Oh, okay. Who do you think she learned it from? <laughs> oh, you do not to work. So uh, Gavin Newsom is a low life and he's a scumbag. Wow. Is that is that directed us? <laughs> Pretty much. Yet, as he's protected 24-7, 365 by good guys with guns, he's saying things like this to the people, and he's saying it, he's reading it off a teleprompter, he's saying it with as much sincerity as he can. Well, it's well known that nearly every industry is held to account when their products cause harm or injury. Well, except one, the gun industry. The gun lobby, well, it spent millions and millions of dollars buying off politicians to shield themselves from any liability. Today, California is going to change that. They can no longer hide from the mass destruction that they have caused. I'll be signing a bill that will allow Californians to sue irresponsible gun manufacturers and distributors. If you've been hurt or a family member is a victim of gun violence, you can now go to court and hold the makers of these deadly weapons. <laughs> he, just signed, he just signed it in the middle of doing this stupid video. Go ahead. It's accountable. Our kids, families, and Communities deserve to live without the worry of gun violence. And with Assemblymember Ting's bill, gun makers will finally be held to account for their role in this crisis. Okay, so let's talk about what he just said there. Actually, I'm going to play it again, and I'm going to actually break it down as he goes. Because the first thing he says is a lie. The first thing he says is a lie. Every industry is held to account when their products cause harm or injury. Well, it's well known that nearly every industry is held to account when their products cause harm or injury. That's not true. Um, Industries are held to account when something malfunctions and causes harm or injury. Carrie, if I said there are 25 to 30,000 Americans killed on the roads every year in cars, would you think that's a close number? Um, I think it would probably be a little more than that. Yeah, but, even if I'm lowballing it, yeah, it's, it's around yeah, that. Yeah. It's in the tens of thousands. Nobody is out suing manufacturers of vehicles when somebody drives drunk and causes a crash. No. Nobody is suing the, the, the car manufacturers when somebody runs a red light and uses the gun. Nobody is suing the automobile manufacturer, and carry correct me if I'm wrong, if somebody purposely runs over another person. That is correct. So if they're using the car or the truck or the vehicle or the knife or the ice pick as a weapon to kill someone, these industries are not generally sued, right? Right. Because nothing about the tool caused the death. The person caused the death. So the first line out of his nasty mouth is just a lie. Well, it's well known that nearly every industry is held to account when their products cause harm or injury. You lie! Except one, the gun industry. The gun lobby, well, it spent millions and millions of dollars buying off politicians to shield themselves from any liability. Again, there is no liability. It's just a piece of machinery. Today, California is going to change that. They can no longer hide from the mass destruction that they have caused. I'll be signing a bill that will allow Californians to sue irresponsible gun manufacturers. And dist- now, what makes an irresponsible gun ma- manufacturer or distributor? What does that mean if they're irresponsible? Because in this idiot's mind, irresponsibility really is that you manufactured it. Distributors. If you've been hurt or a family member is a victim of gun violence, you can now go to court 
and hold the makers of these deadly weapons accountable. Our kids, families, and communities deserve to live without the worry of gun violence. And with Assemblymember Ting's bill, gun makers will finally be held to account for their role in this crisis. It makes no sense. And by the way, this guy, this really bad guy, was protected by good guys with guns the entire time he made that. So um, he also, he's also using a tactic as he does this. Now, let me explain to those of you who are watching on the live video feed. I was a television news anchor for a long time. Um, and when you read the news on television, and I would generally rewrite, uh, rewrite stories or write stories from scratch that I was going to read. And you would then take the story and you would put it in the teleprompter. There would be a teleprompter operator who would try to keep up with your pace of reading and would move the lines as you read. Now, if you're watching on the live video feed now, I'm looking right at the camera. The teleprompter is basically, it utilizes a two-way mirror so that when you see the words, it's slanted. It's a bit of a, a, an angle. And you can't see the words as you're watching me, but I can see the words as I'm looking right at the camera. Okay? So Gavin Newsom is using a teleprompter there. I don't use one in what I do here. Um, I do not. I'm just looking at the camera. There are no words on it. Whatever words come out of my mouth, either I'm reading it from a story, I'm re- reacting to what Carrie says, I'm reacting to a listener, um, or I'm just giving you a monologue or my thoughts or a rant off the top of my head. Gavin Newsom is employing something. I'm going to do it for you now. He's employing this where he's reading the words off of the teleprompter, reads ahead a couple of words, looks off like he's really thinking about it, looks down like he's really thinking, well, I'm really going to, he gets back to it, he's got to read again. He's got to read the teleprompter. And this is what he's doing. The guy is literally acting this entire thing. He's acting the entire time, surrounded by good guys with guns, telling you gun manufacturers are causing the crisis we're having. That's, that, that's crazy. He literally did nothing just now to stop violence at the hands of a bad guy with a gun. Nothing. Yet there are people in California, not my listeners, not my viewers, and not you, not you, who will listen to that and say, yeah, thank God he's doing something. Way to go, Gavin. And he's just a piece of garbage actor who couldn't even read the teleprompter very well, so he kept looking off, acting like he was dramatically concerned. Give me a break, dude. Because after he got done with that, he got in his limousine paid for by the taxpayers or the security guards paid for by the taxpayers. Probably went and had some lunch and a martini. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your, your gut reaction to hearing this guy say what he just said. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Stopping by, there's a lot going on. Phone calls coming in. Your thoughts about Gavin Newsom and the elites all being protected by good guys with guns. As they say, stupid things like, let's hold the gun manufacturers responsible for bad people doing bad things with their with their um, their products. They have to hold everybody else accountable. And clearly they don't. That's a lie. So your thoughts about that, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247 or JoePags.com. Let me tell you about Super Beats. Super Beats are great. 
been telling you about them for a really, really long time. Good, there's a good reason to do that. Um, you need that bit of energy as you're getting older. You don't have the kind of, I don't know, ability to get over fatigue and tiredness. You don't have that energy to get through the day like you used to when you were younger. You're like, what's going on? It's just the service of getting older. Well, no, it's really not. Uh, it's something that you can certainly benefit yourself and your lifestyle with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Super Beat Heart Shoes, Super Beats Heart Shoes are non-GMO beets and grapeseed extract. They taste delicious. And just a couple of these in the morning to get you going going to change your entire outlook and give you that energy throughout the day. No more energy drinks, no more five cups of coffee in the afternoon or sugary drinks or sugary candy. Get Super Beats Heart Shoes and uh, support your healthy lifestyle. Support a great blood flow, circulation, and blood pressure. Here's what I want you to do. Made it easy for you to get started. Got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. Hurry up, it's your best offer available anywhere. That's JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com for up to 45% off. JoeLovesBeats.com. Make that happen right now. We go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. It's going to be line one and Donald in Ohio. Donald, what's going on? Hi. Hey, I agree. This Newsom's a fool to come out and do that. It's the same as Congress. They didn't do nothing with the bill. They took two years. If they'd have done this with one year, maybe hundreds and hundreds of kids wouldn't have got killed, but they still didn't decide on assault weapons. They did nothing. I don't know what you mean. If, if Congress did a bill, they could have saved kids. What bill? The Congress, when they they did the, the red flag and that, they didn't say, hey, no more ARPs or assault. They didn't make a decision what was an assault weapon. They so shouldn't. They could have done this in one month, two years ago, and maybe stopped a bunch of killings of the kids and stuff, but it took them two years just to do that. Well, you and I Does disagree, Donald. Sense? No, it doesn't, because there's no such thing as an assault weapon. They're, they're making guns seem like there's something they're not. I appreciate you, Donald. I hear you. Uh, but you and I definitely disagree on that. There should not have been any legislation done, period, on guns, because the Second Amendment is not, is not unclear. Read it. It says what it says. Let me go to uh, Jason in Texas. Go on, Jason. What's up? Well, I'm just going to show the logic of uh, of Newsom. Basically, based on that logic, then you would you could be able to sue car manufacturers, golf club manufacturers, or anybody who used any product to commit a crime. That's exactly right. Logical it is. Well, no, it's exactly That's right. No but but again, shit. the vilification of guns makes it easy for him to be a liar. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that you know the prime minister, former prime minister that was killed in Japan, proves that someone, if they want to commit a crime, can do it with anything. Yeah, in Japan, the gun laws are very, very strict. Very. Somehow this guy has a gun and goes and kills Abe. That was weird because, again, gun laws don't make criminals stop doing bad things, committing crimes. Mike, Montana, one minute, not even a minute, 30 seconds, go. I'm just going to say, energy. I stand with Jason. It's a bunch of BS on the gun laws. Um, I live in a town where they're prominently baseball and softball players and uh, a couple of years ago, some pitcher got hit off of, by a ball off a bat that killed him, and wow. he actually sued Louisville Slugger and won. He won? How do you, I mean, how is that even, yeah, they won. They won like $2 million or something. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look that, Mike, I'm going to look that up. That sounds crazy. Carrie, does that sound crazy to you? It does. I'm going to playing do the a ball same game thing. and somebody died, and it's the bat's fault? Yeah. Wow. I'll have to look that Come on, dude. Look at it and do it. 888-941-PAGS.JoePags.com. Cassie Garcia is running for District 8 Republican Great State, uh, District 28 Republican Great State of Texas. She's running against Henry Cuellar, and she's been accused of being a far right wing Latina. Keep it here. She's up next. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show.
Glad to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. She is running for District 28 Republican out of the great state of Texas for the U.S. Uh, um, House of Representatives. It's Cassie Garcia. Cassie, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great. I'm so honored and uh, I'm glad to be with you today. Well, I'm glad to have you on. Um, I was told about you several months ago and we had always wanted to have you on. I'm really glad that it came together today. What's interesting is you're running for the district that Henry Cuellar holds right now and he's had it for a long time. Uh, Henry Cuellar is a Democrat, votes Democrat mostly, and then gets very Republican when it comes to the border because he knows that district has had enough. Um, Talk to me about your thoughts when you say, you know, maybe I will run. Uh, Maybe I need to do more here because he's a really good salesman. I've had him on the show. He's a good salesman as to what he's doing and comes off as a moderate. But when you look at his voting record, he really isn't. So tell me about that decision. Yeah, so I, you know, I've grown up uh, the past 37 years. I lived on the border. Uh, I grew up in a conservative household. For the last eight years, I worked for Senator Ted Cruz as his deputy state director right down in McAllen, Texas. I call it the epic center of the Biden border crisis, what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Um, I've known Henry Quayer. He's a, he's a great person. Um, but in the day, he's out of touch with the district. And he's been in office since uh, 2005 for 17 years. And at the end of the day, he's a Democrat and votes 99% of the time with Nancy Pelosi. Um, the the border is a mess right now, and the National Border Patrol Council, who's always endorsed Henry Quayer, has not endorsed him um, this cycle. They've endorsed me in this cycle for nice. this race. Um, they're tired of what we're seeing, the failed policies of the, what's happening on the border. And talking to the district and talking to the voters, they're also outraged and frustrated right now. And so now they have a clear choice. You know, we talk about the primary. You know, uh, it's obviously uh, the, the district's been Democrat controlled for 110 years, but now is a time for a new voice, new representation. Uh, somebody who's going to represent their their interests and 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 uh, their 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 values and the reason why I'm running for Congress is to defend faith, family, and freedom. And it's just time, you know, talking to voters now they know there's a clear choice between a Democrat, Henry Quayer, or Cassie Garcia as a Republican who's going to represent their values. And people are coming to me and saying, Cass, I voted Democrat my whole entire life, and I'm now that I know that you're on the ticket, I am voting for you. Come this November, dear. They've never voted Republican ever before. So the yeah. fact that they're going to vote for me is just amazing. That's what we're seeing more of. And I'm talking to voters every single day. And people are just flat out tired of these uh, failed policies coming out of this administration. Cassie Garcia, or actually uh, CassieForCongress.com is the website. And Cassie is C-A-S-S-Y. CassieForCongress.com and four is F-O-R. Uh, it's Cassie Garcia. You know, you said something that really jumped out at me. I grew up in South Florida where there's a huge Hispanic population that um, in the last election for Trump went big time for Trump. The Rio Grande Valley here in Texas, where we both are, is big time for Trump in 2020. It seems as though Latin people in in America who love America, who are not for illegal immigration, are waking up to the fact that the Democrats have been lying to them for generations, and they really are conservative people, aren't they? They are. They're extremely, even if you're a Democrat, you're a conservative Democrat. Yeah. Uh, and so you look now, you look at the Democrat Party, they have gone so far left. The fact the Democrat Party has left the Hispanic community. And so people in the Demo- that are Democrats don't even recognize their own party anymore. Um, and so when you talk about our values, they're saying, Cassie, those are my values. You know, uh, in Hispanic community, we support a strong and secure border. Yeah. You know, we support legal immigration, not illegal immigration. And what we're seeing right now on the border 
order is chaos. And it's not fair to the, the communities and the families who live in District 28. In fact, every single day, whether you're on the border or driving interior into the border, uh, you see bailouts every single day. And it's not fair. The fact that the administration uh, doesn't care, the fact that they're not talking to the community leaders or to those that live on the border. It's just, it's, 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 it's just crazy, you know, well, and it's ridiculous. Well, it really is. And I'm glad that you're getting the support of the border patrol union because these men and women are putting their lives on the line every day and they're not allowed to do their jobs. This administration is literally saying, don't do your job. In fact, they tried uh, to go after this border patrol agent that was on horseback doing his job exactly as trained and try to pretend like he was whipping people. And then Kamala Harris compares it to slavery and Joe Biden says, we're going to get them and they're, they're going to pay. And quietly we find out, no, 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 these guys did their job. Nothing to see here. Um, but how can you go to work every day knowing that those you work for don't have your back? You know, talking to the border patrol agents and when President Trump was a uh... And, you know, in 2020, uh, the board, talking to the border patrol agents, they said we had a commander in chief who supported us, who had our back, who provided the technology, the personnel, and the infrastructure to allow them to do their jobs. And now we have an administration who does not have their back, who is so quick to point judgment on the on the agents who are simply doing their job. Right. You know, people coming across our border. You know, you know, we look at what the administration is doing right now. They support open borders, even though we have an administration that says. We have a closed border. We do not have a closed border. No way. We're looking at Del Rio sector, who is the busiest sector on the southwest border, followed by RGB sector and then Yuma. Uh, we can't support 7,000 migrants who are coming uh, across our border every single day. And now with the repeal of uh, Romania and Mexico policy and Title 42 has been watered down, um, this administration obviously does not respect law and order. And we need the administration to enforce the laws on the books. And one thing I also want to add, it gets a little close to home for me as well. My fiance is a a 27 year law enforcement border wow. patrol agent on the border, and he said this is the worst he's ever seen. Uh, the crisis on our southern border. Cassie, why do you think? And uh, go to CassieForCongress.com. Cassie C A S S Y. CassieForCongress.com. It's Cassie Garcia running for District 28, Great State of Texas against Henry Cuellar. Why do you think the administration is doing this? Because I I, th- I thought originally. They, they wanted to pander to Latinos in America by saying, hey, look, we're letting people in who are just like you, which, of course, is racist even to put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but then I thought, well, no, maybe they want them to come across the border because we can put them on the fast track to citizenship so they can all vote. I don't even know if that's the case. It's almost as if they don't want a border. So in your heart of hearts, and if you do win, and I hope you do, um, how will you go into the House of Representatives? What would the thought process be as to why this administration is doing this? Yeah. So obviously there's an agenda all behind this. You know, the fact that we, we can't sustain, you know, how many, uh, every single day I, I look at Del Rio, they're getting about 2,200 RGV. We can't sustain this. And when we take back the house and we are going to flip the seat red come November, yeah. we talk about the red wave, you know, the red wave is going to be talking to the voters every single day, talking about the issues that are impacting them every single day. And the administration knows what they're doing. The fact that the president won't even come down to the border, not that the border patrol agents want to talk to them. If anything, they want the, him to enforce the laws on the books and to really see what's going on exactly for himself you know we talk about the biden cage we talk about the soft-sided facilities you know each soft-sided facility that we have on the borders 
to operate, it's about $6.2 million. Mm. And yet we paid off, the administration paid off $72 million worth of contract uh, for border wall and things that they don't want to see get done, that the tools that were actually helping our law enforcement, uh, border patrol, our brave border patrol agents on the border, this administration has an agenda. And the agenda is to, to continue to let people come into the uh, into our country, release them. That's what border patrol agents are doing. They're not, they're processing and releasing. We need to be catching the bad elements, the bad, uh, the bad guys that are coming into this country, the amount of fentanyl that is, you know, getting seeping into our borders, killing everyday Americans. That's what the administration needs to be focused on. They're not focused on that. And when I get into Congress and when I'm elected and sworn in on January 3rd, that is the first thing we're going to do. We're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate. And we're going to fire Nancy Pelosi. And we're going to secure Good. the border once and for all. And that's if we're going to demand meetings at the White House. We're going to demand that the president of the United States uh, take control of our border. It's, it's unbelievable what we're seeing. And talking to voters, they're sick and tired of it. They're sick and tired of seeing what is on the border right now. The fact that they don't even care. Talk to Democrat county judges who are sick and tired of seeing the administration not even, you know, pay attention to what's happening on the southern border. But I will tell you, voters are paying attention. We yeah. talk about the amount of uh, with the, the Biden border crisis. We talk about a uh, shortage of formula, talking about the energy crisis. Uh, we're talking about people are having to make choices and decisions, whether to put gas in their car or buy eggs and milk. Those are the real issues. And so all of this, you know, the New York Times can paint me as a far right Latina because I grew up in a conservative yeah. household. We can have Dr. <laughs> Biden say that we are unique as breakfast tacos. Uh, but you know what? Such a Latino stupid thing to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it is. And you know what? I'll tell you, Latinos aren't buying their liberal uh, pandering. No matter how loud they yell, they, you know, they're made up words of Latinx, yeah. it's not going to change the reality of their failed policy. Well, we got to talk about a few, a few of the things that you just laid out there. I thought that was all great. It's, uh, it's Cassie Garcia. She's running for Congress, District 28 Republican, uh, great state of Texas. Go follow her on Twitter at Cassandra L. Garcia. Uh, go and follow her there. We follow each other. In fact, you retweeted me earlier, and we, we retweet <laughs> each other a lot. Um, but but uh, from KSAT, which is the ABC affiliate in San Antonio, the First Lady will visit San Antonio Monday to speak at the Latinx includes action luncheon and you responded to that and i'm going to show it to those who are watching right now your response was maybe if we rebrand the southern border as south exern border x joe biden will finally uh, visit i love that you're going back at him like that i think that you need to go back at him like that uh, much like mata flores our mutual friend does as well um because a lot of people will cower when the new york times goes after them you had some msn guy or something write some dumb article that that you ended up retweeting my comment to him. The guy basically said, you're not real Latinas. Uh, you and, and Mata Flores are not real Latinas. He, he's naming you. He's naming her. He's saying right. that you're somehow, you know, Trump sycophants who who don't really believe what you say you believe. And then I, I lit him up. Of course, I said, well, here are all the things that they believe. What do you have a problem with? And he really, he didn't answer me. But that's the attack. You look Latina. You can prove that your heritage is Latin. Uh, so can Mita. But you're not really Latina enough for a guy like that. How do you respond? You know, the fact that it's nothing more than an opinion column, you know, who claims to know what we really think. But at the end of the day, we are pro-God, pro-family, pro-country. We want law and order. And so he can say whatever he wants to say. You know, in fact, the same guy that wrote this article talked about how we need non-citizens. He wants them to vote. Well, there so you he go. Already has, yeah, he has an agenda on his own. And simply, you know, it's just not news. It's just simple. You know, simply Democrat. Yeah, but Cassie, his last name is his last name is Reyes, so he thinks that right. he has some sort of political sway. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, uh, he will denigrate your uh, your history, your ancestry, and to say, "Well, look at me, I, I'm I'm Hispanic, and I really know Hispanics." It would be like me saying, "I speak for all Italians." I mean, I kind of yeah. do because we agree a lot, but there are a lot of Italians <laughs> that disagree with me on stuff. So, I mean, it's just kind of dumb. You're a great candidate. 
you're, you happen to be Latina, great. Um, uh, might a great candidate happens to be Latina, great. But sticking to your guns on what your true family values are, that's the separator. He can't. He can denigrate as much as he wants, and that other article by the New York Times can denigrate as much as they want, but they can't cut through who you are at your foundation, and that's the best thing, right? You're absolutely right. And, you know, talking to voters, that's what's important to me, not what somebody writes in the CNN or New York Times. It's about the voters and talking to them every single day. And I'm going to work extremely hard to talk to every voter, knock on every door that I can and get out there, do town halls, something that our, our current incumbent doesn't do. You know, yeah. and I, I say this all the time. He talks a really good game, you know, says all the right things, but he has done absolutely nothing to secure our southern border. And I'm going to fight hard, you know, for every uh, voter, for every family member, for every anybody that's in our community, I'm going to work hard for them, and I want to earn their vote come this November. And we're going to show them that we can do this, that we can change history. You know, just like Meyer Florida State in District 34, we're going to see a red tsunami. You know, come hit District 15 and District 28 down in the Rio Grande Valley. We're going to flip three seats come this November. We're excited about it. You know, at the end of the day, they can say whatever they want to say. They have their own agenda. But in the day, I know the hearts and minds of the families here. Now they have a clear choice between uh, voting for someone who's status quo, Henry Quayer, or voting for someone who's going to represent their values, Cassie Garcia, who's going to you know, work hard for them every single day in D.C. And that's what I want. I want to bring back you know, what we see is coming from this administration's failed policies. I don't know who is working at the White House right now, but I can tell you this, when Trump was uh, our president, we had a, a true commander-in-chief. Uh, we, we had the most secure border we've ever seen. Uh, and, you know, even though with COVID, you know, we had, he was able to, to, to get those vaccines out and uh, we had a, a, an amazing commander in chief and yeah. we missed that simply. You talk to our law enforcement, uh, they tell you that every day we miss President Trump. I'm with you. I miss him as well. Hopefully we'll have him on the show again soon. I've interviewed him a lot of times. Uh, it's Cassie Garcia. Go ahead and, uh, and support her candidacy. Cassie4Congress.com C-A-S-S-Y-F-O-R-Congress.com I wanted to ask you about this. When I had, uh, when I had Maida on recently, um, we talked about being able to speak Spanish. Do you speak Spanish? I do. So, I do. So it, I, I was always against that. And I don't mean against speaking Spanish. It's a beautiful language. I love the Italian language. I love French. You know, I'm not against languages, but I was always the guy who said, hey, you want to be here, you should speak English. And obviously you do. Um, but a lot of people along the Rio Grande Valley might have come here legally and may not have a grasp of English as well as I'd like them to. So I'm changing them in my ways as we progress, because if you can speak Spanish to somebody who's more who's more comfortable with that. Although they can speak English and they can get by and they are learning the language and they are acclimating yeah. to America, mm-hmm. speaking Spanish really, it, it's, it's kind of a game changer because the Democrats all swooped in, spoke Spanish and said, we'll give you a bunch of free food and free lunch at school and we'll give you Section 8 housing, just vote for us. Yeah. Now you're able to counter that in the same language, right? Yeah, so it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. You know, my father, his first language was Spanish. And then, you know, I was raised on the border. So obviously speaking both languages, uh, but able to, you're right, the Democrats uh, feel feel entitled to our vote. They always have, right? And they can pander, they can do what they need to do, give free stuff away. And And they did so in Spanish. They were like, hey, they they spoke Spanish and, and the Republicans weren't smart enough to say maybe we should do that. Right. And so and being able to get into certain areas of the district that are more Spanish speaking, it's going to be fantastic. So we're going to be able to get out there and also work with them. And also what's so great, I, I don't know if you know, I'm sure you know this, but the RNC has invested in Hispanic centers, yes. community centers. And we opened up the very That's first smart. one, which, which was in Laredo, Texas, and Webb County. So they're able to connect uh, with the people in the community. And it's great. And they talk about financial services and, and all that. And then we had the second one open up in McAllen, Texas. And the 
third one was in San Antonio. So it's great to, to network and we're so you know, we're excited that they're investing in the community. That's when we talk about the partnerships with the NRCC, the GOP, uh, the RNC is investing in the Hispanic community. We have the resources to to get our message out there, to tell people why we're running for Congress. And so it's great. We've had a couple events out there and we're meeting with people who've never, ever voted Republican before right. saying they're voting Republican because now they know my platform and they're realizing that our values are very much aligned and they had no idea why they voted Democrat. But because for history, you know, I, I have friends that were Democrats that, hey, I only voted Democrat because my father, my grandpa right. uh, voted Democrat. Right. And so I don't have that story. My parents were conservatives. They were Republicans. <laughs> and so I grew up in a very conservative household. I went to church three times a week. And so but I have friends telling me now, Cassie, I'm a Republican, too. Or, hey, I'm far right, too, because I go to church. And so, well, I think, uh, well, listen, that's a great point. I think a lot of people who are who are Latin in this country are so put off by that far right Latino. Um, uh, article that that idiot wrote that they're going to respond by I, I've seen more people post stuff on Instagram and on Twitter and everywhere else that where they're holding up a sign saying I'm a far right Latina uh, yeah. so, so I mean they're really they're, they're embracing it and a lot of people holding a taco now saying I guess I'm just a taco so I mean the, the, the left has made a mad mistake here when it comes to, to messing with you and with others who are obviously conservative you know people of Latin descent um, it, what, what a dumb uh, um, they really they thought it was going to work if you call somebody far right Latina, all the Latinas would say, I'm not far right. Leave me alone. No, yeah. everybody's embracing it. It's, it's actually kind of funny. Cassie, can we do this again? I want to make sure that we help you along the way um, before the big uh, election against Henry Cuellar. I, I, w- I would love that. I would love to come on again and talk to you. Well, I love it. Cassie4Congress.com. C-A-S-S-Y-F-O-R Congress.com. It is uh, Cassie Garcia, District 28 Republican. She's hoping to take the, uh, take the seat from Henry Cuellar. Let's do it again very soon. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, my friend. Appreciate right. you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Really enjoyed having uh, Cassie Garcia on again. It's uh, Cassie4Congress.com, C-A-S-S-Y-F-O-R-Congress.com. After the interview, interview, she asked me if I would relay this to the audience. When she talked about vaccines that, that were, were brought up during the Trump administration, she also wanted to make sure people understood that she is anti-mandate, just like Trump is, and she would never force it on people to go to work or to go and be part of society. Wanted to make sure we clarified that. Cassie4Congress.com. Go and check her out there. Go follow her on Twitter and other social media as well. Another big hour coming your way. Stay right here on The Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pegg Show.